0: This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tien, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Wow, selling
1: fake gold, long I-5. Tell ya. And milk. So the almond milk, the soy milk, you can still call it milk. Because we are not that confused. We don't get confused what comes from a cow or what comes from a nut or a bean. I think I'm pretty clear on that, or an oat. But let this be, you know, a message to to brewers of beer, because, you know, in case they ever wanted to take action against uh, makers of root beer, you know, how can you call it beer if it's made out of roots? Not real beer. <laughs> But uh, glad to have you with us here on KGMI Connects. We want to hear from you whatever is on your mind. Our phone number is always 360-676-5464. Now we got a bunch of folks ready to sound off, and we get going with Chuck and Custer. Hi, Chuck. All right. Well, if it
2: doesn't come from the cow's udder or maybe a goat's teeth, it ain't milk.
1: That's right. <laughs> there's uh, you know goats cows um do we drink sheep's milk do some drink sheep's milk? i don't, I don't i've
2: never had that i've had goat's milk but I've never sheep's. Milk. i've
1: had sheep cheese and sheep yogurt but oh I think, really yeah uh-huh.
2: wow hmm. well i just wanted to talk about this Don lemon thing that's going on here okay. I've, I've had a broken foot for about five six seven days now okay I, i've been hobbling around and Keeping my foot in the air, so I've been able to listen more okay. and watch more TV. And this Don Lemon thing bothers me. Okay. He's, he's talking about uh, this ex-ambassador Haley, who's running for president, being past her prime because she's over forty or fifty or whatever. Uh huh. And I will bet you a hundred dollars that he voted for Hillary.
3: Oh, I, and I don't know.
2: Talk maybe. about somebody who's past her prime.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. All right. That's, you know, and that's that.
1: All right. Well, he's uh, kind of been, the squeeze has been put on the lemon, if you know well, what I mean, yeah. since, uh, and, since his and comments. And
2: it's be pretty sour lemonade, as far as I'm
1: <laughs> concerned. All right, Chuck.
2: Okay, Joe.
1: Thanks for your call. Love your show. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you it's getting us rolling here today. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. I see up here Michael Parenti. I'm, I'm shocked that we'll hear about yeah. him.
4: Yeah. yeah, I've never done that
1: before. Yeah. <laughs> I know a new guy. You know.
4: Well, I don't know whether to start with the nice news or the bad news. All right. <clears throat>
1: Well, let's get, give, give, us, the, the give nice us the bad first. first, maybe.
4: Okay. Well, I'll start with the good news.
1: Okay. All right.
4: At least as far as thinking that things may work out uh, if uh, under the present uh, system we have. Okay. He does say on one of his uh, uh, webcasts or whatever uh, socialism for the things that helps or works. So uh, that means he's not absolutely committed to some sort of uh, Eastern Europe type of system. Mm-hmm. Although he said that uh, when those systems were operating, they did uh, not have the freedoms we have, but they had some beneficial aspects. And I, I think he's talking about before Kochescu came into power and did what he did and all that. I, uh, it was mostly right after the war. And uh, so what he's saying here, and, and this is that, he um, did a survey on a, the overhead of uh, uh, Social Security and Medicare. One percent of uh, Social Security's uh, uh, annual payments to uh, creditors or to the people, uh, it, no, if there's one percent of that is administrative cost, whereas in the um, public sector or the private sector, it's 13 percent and so on and so forth. And um Yes, and he um, he had other things to say, but he also says modern capitalist societies would avo- avoid telling the truth about themselves. Uh, they create a bad system when it fails. You use the failure as a weapon against the people you failed. So, like, if people are getting laid off, I'm not sure if that's going to be the tone that's used now because I think people are becoming more aware of it. Uh, but, you know, it's your own fault. You didn't uh, do this. You didn't work hard enough or— uh, at the very least, they're going to say it's just part of the system, which he's kind of saying, you know, uh, layouts and uh, all that kind of thing are definitely part of the system. And so
5: okay.
4: uh, and uh, other than that, I, I listened to Peter Hotez. That's another issue. Uh, kids in school or not are a different difficult choice uh, because he said that uh, he agreed that having them out of school during the worst of the pandemic was. Uh, was a problem. It didn't do good, but to go in there and get him infected with the COVID was uh, another problem. So he has no easy choice, but I think I looked to him from, he's from uh, Texas. He's been on uh, the cable news shows, mostly MSNBC a lot, but they hardly have him on anymore. So I think he's a good one to keep track of. If you're hearing boilerplate from the, uh, uh, you know, Fox news, which they do, they just, they totally, are against any sort of masks and uh, vaccines, or at least they degrade them and deride them uh, quite thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, that's my right. two cents for the day.
1: All right, Jim. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for letting me on. You bet. You bet. And I think, it, and you know, if we, I know, I, because, you know, I had a kid in school during the pandemic and it was very difficult. Uh, she struggled, didn't do well in school, and it's been night and day since she's been able to be back in class. Really, and um, but you know there are all types of uh, or different types of uh, of social disruptions, and I I think it's kind of easy to see that the pandemic was one of these social disruptions where something had to be done to deal with something way out of the ordinary and something that uh, posed uh, a very distinct danger to the public. And there have been those uh, many many. Folks who call this program, who say that that wasn't the case, but um, I think it it made sense that uh, leadership in our in our country, and a well, really around the world, decided that we needed to take steps to protect that that first and foremost to protect the populace from as best we could from um, from this illness that was uh, so easily spread. And then, once we get past that, then we pick up the pieces. We acknowledge what went what worked what didn't work we move forward with that knowledge uh, as best we can but uh maybe kind of along these lines let's go to rich in ferndale hi rich
6: how's it going joe good good it would be great if they learned from what worked and didn't work in the pandemic but i don't think that's ever going to happen things that did work that had no money in it are going to be ignored and things that didn't work but were highly lucrative you know such as stopping the spread with getting the shot you know which didn't work and it did have it had no uh, danger to children whatsoever. I mean, kids under well anybody under in their 20s or younger, you just you they didn't die of it. So, shutting down the schools was a governmental. It wasn't COVID. It was how the government handled COVID. Once kids again, though, no, Rich, it, it wasn't just reality,
1: it wasn't just the the danger it posed to the children themselves. Children pick up. I mean, it's I, yeah, I, you, if you have a kid in school, they bring all their illnesses home. They pick them up in school. They're incubators. They're they're petri dishes at school. They they're in close quarters with kids that bring all kinds of stuff in. And we're seeing
6: that. And now, And they we?
1: bring it home. And that was the idea t- more than more than the kids getting sick and and facing uh, you know potential you know life threatening illness. But it's more the the folks, that, you know, their parents or their grandparents that they might encounter when they come home, and just further spreading this throughout society, and that's the Which idea. it's still
6: going on right now. That's still happening to this day. There's a lot of sickness in school, RSV, these other things. And we have to choose to move on because not educating children is not an option. And the distance learning kind of works but kind of don't work, and there's other, like you said, other issues. Wow. But anyway, along those lines, there's okay. a big deal going on. With the WHO. They're going to have a vote next month of all 194 members, a legally binding, what NPR calls a treaty. This is going to give authority to a worldwide organization to dictate to different governments what they must do in the next pandemic, including lockdowns. The NPR article doesn't get too in depth of what this treaty is. Of course, Epoch Times and conservative ones do. There is a little pushback in Congress, but very little. Biden is expected to sign this thing, and we will not, our CDC and NIH will answer to the WHO. Guess where WHO gets most of its money? Uh, where? Well, there's to... member states have to pay. It's, it's, okay, it's the sure. Number All one right. is United States. Number two is Bill Gates. Number three is China. Okay. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is number two source of their income. So we are going to have a rich tech guy who is on a white savior complex mission to change the earth and everyone eat plants that are highly dependent on petrochemical fertilizers and chemicals versus meat, which is 100 percent organically sustainable on the earth and has been for thousands of years. They're going to tell us what to do with our health. So it's pretty scary. I mean, it's bad enough how the United States says now we're going to have other countries telling us what to do when we have a, who's going to say what a pandemic is? going to be well now.
1: there's a pretty, to to there's find pretty a specific uh definition of what a pandemic is and it's Joe, not a these days. i mean there's nothing
6: specific these days okay. with words and definitions well, well, Rich, i know I,
1: I know your your level of trust is very low but uh i don't well, we, think we, we i don't think this things. is something we have to be shaking in our boots over i think i think Joe, to have a have a, have a have a have an organization that would coordinate help to coordinate the world to deal with something like this, that is a global problem. I don't think that's totally crazy.
6: It sounds good. And it's a great idea, but in reality it won't work. You can't have third world countries telling anybody else what to do or first world countries using third world countries for experiments. So in the articles I read, third world countries want instant access to the medicine because they don't have money. First world nations want research material, which is IE experiments how the vaccines do with their people. You know, different cultures have a lot of different immunity levels and exposures to diseases. You can't Mm -hmm. take Western stuff and bring it to a third-world country and expect it to work good. Bill Gates proved this 20 years ago. There was a lot of deaths in Africa. His vaccine, his Western-style, let's vaccinate the world thing, sounds good. But these people have different lifestyles. They've been exposed to many different things that we're not. They don't have immunities that we do, and a lot of people died. I have a family member who works in a nonprofit that works with African nations. He is banned from several African nations for that, what happened with the deaths like this 15, 20 years ago. Okay. Well, and so, I, I, this, we got to take care of ourselves. The rest of the world shouldn't be telling us what to do.
1: All right. Okay, Rich. Appreciate your thoughts there, and uh, I've got other folks on the line. I've got to get uh, to a break real quick, and we'll be back. We'll hear from uh, Majid, from John, from Tim, and you here on KGMI Connects.
7: When it comes to your vehicle, trust is everything. You need to know that the work being done on your vehicle is done right, done fast, and done for the right price. Bellingham Automotive has been serving and servicing vehicles 30 years, 30 years of proving they are in it for the long haul, earning that trust. You've got places to go. Bellingham Automotive is going to keep helping you get there. Call 360-676-5200 to
8: schedule your appointment or visit bellinghamautomotive.com. Northwest Energy Systems has been your local leader for heating, air conditioning, ductless and conventional heat pumps and gas fireplaces since 1976. Stay comfortable all year long. Plan ahead now to look at credits needed for new construction projects or what rebates and incentives are available to upgrade your existing home. Call Dan or Chris at 360-734-HEAT or visit NorthwestEnergy.com to learn more. Northwest Energy Systems, over 45 years serving the Pacific Northwest. This
3: is Steve Jostens with Hinton Chevrolet in Linden. I hear from customers on a daily basis about our amazing service department. Anyone can sell you a vehicle, but not everyone can provide you the second-to-none service you deserve after the vehicle purchase. Lots of dealers talk the talk. Come visit one that walks the walk.
9: Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden, across from McDonald's,
8: or online at HintonMotors.com. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or Cobra insurance for your family? If you should lose your group coverage, do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington health plan finder tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal senior agent at vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need. As you prepare for your future.
0: Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects,
1: 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon, and Majid joins us. Hi, Majid.
10: Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? Doing
1: well. How are you doing today?
10: Oh, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. You know, I feel a little bit better. I talk to my psychiatrist. I have post-traumatic disorder because... <laughs> I'm from Third World country, as you know, and when I left Iran, uh, I was hoping that the airplane takes off soon because there were bullets flying around in the airport. They were going to shut down the airport. I was 15 years old, and uh, it was a very unfortunate situation.
1: When was and, the, when, uh, what? What period was that in Iraq? 1975. Okay. Yes, until because
10: things happened uh, not just 1978 hostages.
1: All right. Uh huh. It
10: happened even three years prior to that, and uh, the Shah gro- was about to leave. Yes. Growing unrest and and uh,
1: in, in opposition to the Shah.
10: Yes, uh-huh. okay. because Shaw was sick, he had leukemia. Right. He had to come to America for transfusion every week. And, you know, and things were getting pretty bad. And my father, you know, he sent all of us, you know, he sent my brothers, like, 1950s and 60s. I'm the last one who mm-hmm. took up and left. And unfortunately, things were getting worse and worse. Every year since nineteen sixties even,
1: uh-huh. yeah.
10: <clears throat> and the thing is, yeah, uh, if we were just, I was praying, make sure the airplane takes off. I was on British Air to go to London first, and you know, waiting for my visa to come to the United States. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the airplane took off, you know. God listened to my prayers, and uh, we took off and came to Heathrow Airport in London. And I was there for a while for my visa. Anyhow, I am from third-world country, you know, but Iran used to be the fifth powerful country in the world, as you know, because we got with United States, and United States was kind enough to give us the power to be the fifth, you know, power, uh, powerful country after U.S., Russia, and China, and every other one. Okay. Yes. Anyhow, <clears throat> what happened was, you know, when I came here, I was very happy that I was now in United States. I was happy about getting away from all that mumbo-jumbo there. And um uh, make this story short, um, I am on uh, medication for post-traumatic disorder
1: uh-huh.
10: for many years now. And I, I retired early because I couldn't take it anymore. You know, from work, I couldn't work anymore. Kay. I used to teach, you know, even in UAE and different countries. I taught calculus, algebra, and uh, science. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, I got on the medication, Zoloft, and uh, some other medication. Uh-huh. And I, I go to this clinic in Bellingham uh, for many years. I know my doctor for almost 20 years. And he went on vacation during the New Year. And he put me in the hands of the director. I don't name who or what uh, right. clinic right, but they know who they are, but uh they he didn't sign for my refills, and I called the pharmacy three times and they sent faxes because you have to call your pharmacy to get your refills right okay and the director wouldn't sign it. I don't know why, <laughs> and uh. I was going through withdrawals. I almost died. I don't know what the purpose was of that. And and the thing is, you know, uh, you can't trust anybody anymore, even your own doctors anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is a powerful country. It's very educated. And, you know, who should I talk to? I get on the phone, try to write them a letter to tell them that, uh, you know, I don't want it to happen to anybody else, even myself. I told my doctor, I said, "Please, when you go away, don't put me in the hands of anybody."
1: Well, that's
5: what. Yeah, that.
1: Well, or 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 you know, put me in the hands of someone else who uh, I might be able to trust. (laughs) I I think you did the right thing there and saying, "I."
10: Yeah,
11: but but,
1: you've got to trust somebody. You've got to. Yes, I understand.
10: But the thing is. They merged with another company in Everett. Okay, I don't name who the clinic is again. Right. But you okay. know, they didn't put my data uh, into the new computers. He asked me, "What was your problem again?"
8: Okay. I well, said,
10: "Come on, doc. I've known you all these years. Now you ask me again." Okay. So anyhow, I was going through withdrawal for a week to ten days.
1: Okay. Well, uh, in
10: January. And uh, I'm trying to write him a letter, and I call every uh, lawyer I can, even public defender. Okay, because Majid. I don't have the money. I want social security. Nobody wants to talk to me. Nobody wants to help me.
1: Well, oh, okay, I I'm not sure how we can help in this particular this pretty personal area here. And I, um, I I you know appreciate that you're going through a tough time. I I would say, um. You look for another doctor if you're not happy with this particular how this person is serving you, but uh,
10: that's what my pharmacist told me. All right, yes, okay. But the thing is, yes, okay. that's the whole thing, and uh, you can't trust anything anymore these days, you know. I mean, well, everybody's for themselves, you gotta have money just to uh, you know, to live,
1: yeah. Well, to, that's that's yeah, true, to survive. that's uh, for sure, but I, and I, I appreciate as i said majid that you're going through this tough time but i and i maybe it sounds like i'm uh, you know Pollyanna-ish, but uh, i i think there are people that uh, you can trust and you can believe in and uh we need to go through some folks uh, here and there to get to those to those folks that uh, do do you right um and, and it might take a little time but uh keep looking Don't don't give up on other folks and say that you can't trust anybody. But uh, thanks, Majid, for your call. Let's go to Tim and Everson quick. Hi, Tim.
11: Yeah. Hey, Joe. Uh, Two things, real quick. Uh, First of all, I think Rich got piled on pretty bad yesterday, and I don't believe that was all that much deserved compared to a lot of callers, and probably one that'll follow me that call in and don't get piled on that much. So, Rich. I'm not as far right as you, but I keep doing what you're doing. Okay. The other thing is, is our socialist friend Jim, uh, I've heard him three or four times called Noam Chomsky a great man. And anybody who wants to look up Noam Chomsky and should look at his famous tweet that said Biden has an obligation to remove the unvaccinated from from society, even if by starvation. Now, if that's a great man, well, I'm Santa Claus then.
1: So, Noam Chomsky said that uh, the unvaccinated should be starved to death if the, if need be. That Biden should
11: remove them from society, even if by means of starvation.
1: Hmm. Okay, well, I'll have to and that's to, uh, a tweet
11: that you could you can look it up, and for some reason it's still findable. You got to look a little bit for it, but that's what he said.
1: Okay, all right. That's
11: not a great man in my book. And Rich, you keep doing your thing. Okay,
1: okay. all right. Tim. Okay, okay. Yep. All right. Thanks for your call, and uh, we'll look that up and see. Uh, I I see a headline here in the Independent: Noam Chomsky calls for unvaccinated to be isolated from society and resurfaced clip Uh, but uh, we'll look into that a little bit more Um, we'll take a quick break uh, we got John from Ferndale up for uh, uh, up for more next, and uh, we'll hear from you, hopefully, as well. 360-676-5464.
12: When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432. And Discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com.
0: Fire
13: sprinklers save lives and nobody protects the Northwest
3: like Columbia Fire.
0: Contractors, developers, commercial property owners, if
1: you need fire sprinkler installation, design, or annual service, Columbia Fire is your true one-stop shop for all things fire sprinklers. Marty Boonstra here, and over the last 35 years, we've perfected a system that puts your safety and deadlines first. Get on our schedule today at ColumbiaFire.net. ColumbiaFire.net.
0: Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C.? Northwest Washington's famed Steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest-sourced, dry-aged USDA prime steaks. Finish to perfection in our 1,800-degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list, while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories. Reservations are recommended through SilverReefCasino.com or by calling Silver Reef Casino
14: Resort.
8: At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and wine spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464.
1: Thanks for being with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Seems like the week's kind of flying by. And that chilly weather has set in here. They're expecting record snowfall or, well, the most snow in a three-day period in 30 years or something like that in Minneapolis. i got to talk to my brother. <laughs> He's up there, uh, but let's go to the phones. John in Ferndale joins us. Hi, John.
13: Hey, Joe. You ever sit down and try to listen to Noam Chomsky?
1: Uh, a, a little bit here and there. I mean, he's he's getting up there in age, and he's uh, he's a little bit of a slow talker. But
13: yeah, well, I mean that aside, his his ideas. Um, he's he's this. <coughs> To me he's this curmudgeon that no one can please. I mean Biden is might as well be a Republican as far as Noam Chomsky is concerned because uh-huh. nobody's liberal enough anyway yeah. um uh so uh uh as far as 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 rich I understand your frustration with the fairy thing you know they're eating lunch and you know it.
1: Well, this goes back to yesterday, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
13: yesterday, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, he he ended up finding something to read, and, you know, had he had more time to talk with him, they, he would have seen that there was procedures, because, you know, you look at one of those ferries in the wrong way, and it's going to ram the pier. I mean, like, you know, mistakes were probably made with food and spilling coffee on oops, and the throttle goes full forward, so we don't need to pay for more. But I wanted to agree with the other point that Rich brought up yesterday, that Joe, when he's right, when when Rich is right, take that moment to just agree with him. When he said that if murder was legal, there would be more murders. He didn't say how many, but come on. I mean, that's absolutely a fact. I don't think Rich would go out and murder anybody. I ain't going to go kill nobody. Neither are you. But there are people that already do murder for hire. Right. And it's illegal.
1: I, it, and that that I mean, they, they make a right. living on but, it. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, he he said if if it was made
13: illegal or uh, yeah,
1: if it was made legal, if it
13: was legalized, of course, the murder rate would, would 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 go up. He's absolutely right about that. You think? Um, but I, so. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would be would interesting by how much. Who knows? But it would go up.
1: But I mean, by that by that logic, and I don't know what the numbers would be, but are more people now using marijuana than before it was legal uh, here in like here in Washington? I I don't know. Ah,
13: another apples and orange metaphor from Joe Tien. That makes <laughs> well, no sense at all, Joe, because marijuana isn't murder. No, what uh, I'm saying, murder, well, yeah, did. and it, it
1: takes a heck of a lot more to, to I I would think to to try a, character flaw to murder somebody. Than to, here's the thing than you can try marijuana. marijuana
3: yeah
13: you can try marijuana realize oh it's not all that I'm kind of sleepy and uh, and uh, it's not for me right but once you murder somebody <laughs> you know you can't try murder out and go okay well that's not for me once you do it you go to prison so when he's right I say we give <laughs> give him his due okay I mean that, that's I, all I'm saying now Tucker right, Carlson right. uh, this is this is what I'll leave you with uh, Tucker Carlson. And uh, Alex Jones both have the same legal defense when they're in into court for, for libel, right? They say, we're a parody. We're not real. And his lawyer stands up and says, no reasonable person would take what Tucker Carlson says and think that it's true. So that's what he thinks of people who watch his show. And now we know from the Dominion lawsuit – you know, Trump wanted to go on TV on Lou Dobbs. Even Fox News said no on January 6th, and he ended up going back and making the video where he said, go home peacefully. We're so proud of you and all that. But um, behind the scenes, Tucker Carlson is a liar. He, he, he knows the truth, but he, he lies for money to keep the stock price of Fox News up with malice and reckless disregard, and they are going to pay in this lawsuit. I hope it bankrupts them. Bye-bye, Fox News. I think their FCC broadcast license, if you broadcast lies and you know that you're a liar and you talk with the other liars who are on the other lying shows, and you conspire about how you're going to keep lying and putting crazy people. that okay. Cindy Powell is crazy, you know, and, and but she's going to be on tonight because she gets the ratings. Well, that that is not that, news. You shouldn't be able to call yourself. Call yourself Fox Entertainment. Don't call yourself Fox News.
1: All right. OK, John. But, uh, you know, I mean, CNN, they I mean, just for sake of argument, I mean, they call themselves they're They're a news channel. I think we turn to CNN for news. But a lot of what they present is commentary. It's discussion. It's roundtable discussion. Uh, it might appeal to you more uh but it's the it's the same thing i mean in it from a different perspective and uh, no, so that's you... i mean when when then that's what we get with 20, these 24 hour 24/7 news channels they, they 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 can't just continue to uh present the same news stories over and over and over so they find other programming to fill in the fill in the cracks and
13: but Joe. Yeah, once right. it's gone, once it's gone to court, and 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 judge after judge and court has verified the election, said that there was no cheating. You know that the the I mean, well, I'm to not undermine arguing.
1: the faith in democracy
13: that that does like that is okay. going to lead us
6: to fascism.
1: Well, I'm I'm not saying what that what they've said is correct, or that or that I agree with it, but the bottom line is, is this, this is what we get with these channels, but, um, Russian disinformation. Yeah, I, right. I agree. Okay. All right, John, thanks for your call. Let's go ahead. and, and, you know, bottom line, I, I, I don't know that more people would be out murdering if murder wasn't illegal. I mean, I think I, and I'm not saying we should legalize it because it wouldn't have any effect. I think we should, you know, if you murder somebody, you should be thrown away for, you know, put away and throw away the key. Uh, but, um, I have more faith I guess in in basic humanity. I mean there are people that they don't care. They they go about murdering even though there's laws against it. As they do you know, laws against there we how many laws do we have? What 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 is it? What is legal anymore to do? Um everybody's breaking all of them. But let's go to the Rambler. He's down in Texas. Hey Rambler. Okay.
3: You know what? You're close and on the line, but you know, I'll tell you the truth. Uh yeah. Of course there'd be more murders if it wasn't illegal.
1: You think? But you know, you think I mean, do we need that I mean, do we need society well, to tell that, us that that it's wrong that to murder bad. somebody? Huh? Well,
3: no, would that be bad that people would be like, "Oh, wow, I got to be polite because somebody might blow my head. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, Dr. Bedouzer, I feel so sorry for you people. Uh, You know, it's been 82 to 84 degrees here in the place in, well, Cameron, Texas. Okay. And I feel so bad for you guys. Sarcasm, sarcasm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do. You know, but seriously, get out there. Get rummaged. This is the best country ever, and seriously, I've been checking them out and uh, a lot of uh, mm, talk shows. Uh, The dude talks a lot, and no one else does. You rock. I told you. And like I said, Cameron, if it wasn't too warm, I'd move here for a while, because like I've said, they're making it hard to live in Washington.
1: All right, Rambler. Well, we're, well, wherever you go, we hope love you'll stay in touch with us.
3: Oh, every once in a while, but, you know. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, my brother's been. So, I'm just staring at the uh, sundown, and just digging it. The only problem is, gosh, I love their uh, summer here in the winter, but I'm out of here by April.
1: Too. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rambler. Bye. Good to hear from you. Uh, and. Yeah, I, 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 I lived down in uh, Phoenix for a few years back there in the, in the late 90s. My wife and I were down there, and yeah, it, it's, it, it's pretty pretty darn warm. Uh, let's go to Fred in Bellingham. Hi, Fred. Hello, Joe. How are you today? Do, doing okay. What are your thoughts here today?
4: I only wanted to make one observation, that in wartime, it's difficult enough to get someone to shoot and kill somebody.
1: Well, I've heard that, that uh, there was only a uh, – a, a percentage of uh, soldiers, I, I think, in the Second World War that they studied and found that who had actually fired their weapon at the uh, at the enemy?
4: Yes. And in all wars, in fact. I've heard a story earlier on PBS, our PBS about Ukraine soldiers coming in, and it's difficult to get some of them to fire. They don't want to kill somebody. Hmm. All right. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, right. As for Texas, uh, it's hot in the summertime. Let me tell
1: you, hot so, and humid too.
4: Oh, if you're down by the
1: coast, it is. Uh-huh. All right, Fred. Thanks for checking in. You're welcome. All Have right. A good afternoon. Yeah. Bye. You too. Uh, Daniel in Bellingham has some thoughts on murder. We got on this one, but I think it's interesting. Hi, hi Daniel. Hello, Joe. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Well, you know, in
7: um, in Chicago. They just took away three Walmart uh, Sam stores or, you know, big stores out of Chicago. They just shut them down and took them away. Mm -hmm. And talking about laws, you know, and and, uh, what Rich was hitting on, you know, you know, and John from Ferndale was talking about the Ten Commandments the other day. You know, the law started out with Ten Commandments. That was the law. okay, and man couldn't keep the law the so-called law the law dogs what have you so you go from that point to this point so we probably have a couple hundred thousand laws now because we couldn't keep the first ten and not only that but you look at all the regulations and look how everything's running rampant where things don't matter anymore you know people don't care about what they do and in chicago what would what would happen if that actually came to Whatcom County? You know that kind of uh, lawlessness. Let's say, you know, and yeah, that's just kind of what I wanted to mention. You know, we started out with ten, and now we're in a probably a couple hundred thousand because we couldn't keep the first ten. Okay, what do you think of that, Joe?
1: Well, I I think not all laws are, um, you know, I mean the the Ten Commandments were weren't laws so much. I mean, uh, from a legal standpoint, there are just a few that, that uh, deal with issues that are actually illegal, at least here in our modern society. The others are moral uh, you know, rules to follow, uh, to live a moral life. And, and I'm not saying that that's wrong, uh, but I think a lot of our laws, in fact, most of them deal with how we interact with each other and, uh, you know, more of an, in, in more of an earthly sense if you get what i mean just a day-to-day uh sense of how we how we interact with each other and what what are what boundaries there are that we have to uh, uh, have to pay attention to or abide by
7: i, I totally get it man you okay. know it's just that you know mankind started out with 10 and <laughs> here we are at a couple hundred thousand
1: at least so, or more uh,
7: <laughs> good luck with that one right all right daniel <laughs> thanks for your call Hi, right, Joe. Good, good to
1: talk with you. Let's go to Jaime. He's uh, calling from Bellingham. Hi, Jaime. Hey, hola. Hola, Joe. Como estas? Yeah, good to hear from you again. It's been a while.
9: It has been a long time, but let me let me tell you that I have been listening, um, you know, uh, throughout the last couple months, and I do miss a day or two, and, uh, and unfortunately, I miss Monday and Tuesday this week. But I, and I've I've been taking notes on John and Rich and a few of the other uh, frequent callers like Michelle, who I I I think that if I ran into Michelle in the grocery line, we'd probably be friends. And uh, anyways, but I am a Christian and I am Hispanic, and um, I'm also very aware of, of my surroundings and what's going on in my community. I I think that I stay on top of things and uh, anyways my 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 remarks today for John I'm just going to leave those for another day and okay. and Rich uh, for Rich um, I I'm just going to say this I used to and I still do have some respect and and kind of agree with a lot of what Rich says but I also think he needs to tone it down a little bit and he gets a little too excited and um, just breathe and think it through okay. and. Um, but make your point. Okay, so enough of that. What I'm calling about today is um, that very close to home, there is uh, some marijuana out there that is laced with fentanyl. And many of you may not know this. Uh, maybe some may. I hope you do. And I hope that this becomes more of a, um, a kind of a, uh, an announcement. Public public announcement and that is because there are people that are literally in the ICU today in our hospitals that are dying because they're brain dead and or already dead at that point <clears throat> because they took a hit of this marijuana that was laced with, um, uh, fentanyl. Mm. And, and so it's, you know, and it's unfortunately what the nurses will tell you and the doctors will tell you, um, which I did, I did talk to them and cause I have a friend whose son is, is, um, yeah, he's he's pretty much dead. He's brain dead. His brain is no longer active. So they're just waiting for God to take his take him naturally. And so, but that being said, the announcement is you know for for you folks that are um, you know recreational users, please be careful. Know where you're where you're getting your marijuana. Know where it's coming from. Know you know even in, in in this particular case, the kid didn't know who who the kid was that he got it from. It was in a hotel room. It was just really very uh, uh, non-traditional way of smoking marijuana. But anyhow, he took one hit and went into cardiac arrest and they worked on him 40 minutes and finally hauled him away. Um, and, and, you know, here three days later, he, he will die. You know, mm-hmm. he will have his last breath. And so somebody who doesn't smoke a lot and, you know, not obviously uneducated, didn't know where, he, where the marijuana came from, didn't know the person that he smoked it with. Uh-huh. But, But here we are with this this individual who a family that's going to be devastated because their son, you know, took one hit. Um, And so anyways, it's just really hitting home, you know, and I know there's a lot of drugs, but there's a lot of gangs in our in our neighborhood. Believe it or not, it's true. Um, And uh, there's a lot of fentanyl that's coming in from China. Most of it does through the southern border. And, you know, if the Biden administration could do something about that, that would be wonderful. Um, and and millions or thousands and hundreds of thousands of people wouldn't die so and and uh, but anyways on that note joe i know it's not a happy subject but it's a it's definitely an awakening awakening for everybody i hope that uh you all be careful with what you're smoking.
1: All right. and thanks okay? for thanks for the heads up yeah absolutely right. thanks i mean
9: okay joe and I'll, and I'll call again soon yeah and definitely thanks for being there. yeah
1: Take care of yourself. You too. Appreciate it. And we'll take a quick break. we will be back with more in just a moment. 360-676-5464 is our phone number here on KGMI Connects. Whatever's on your
12: mind. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2400. and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com.
8: Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, senior agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future in the shop
7: it makes me sad it makes me uncomfortable to have to say yeah well it is a nice car love the color of the paint you know the seats feel great kirk from angler
0: brian from dr johns and dan from bellingham and burlington automotive Eating ten thousand bucks worth of repairs join them on in the shop 9 to 10 a.m every saturday on kgmi news talk 790 96.5 fm in bellingham
14: and kgmi.com Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. The Wheelchair Warehouse, operated by the Bellingham Central Lions Club, loans mobility equipment to the public at no charge. The Wheelchair Warehouse is supported by Lions Club volunteers and your generous donations. The staff at the warehouse has a special request of anyone who has recently checked out the following items bedside commodes, shower benches, shower stools, and toilet seat risers. They ask if you've completed your of these items, please return them as soon as possible. The Lions thank you, and your fellow citizens in need of them thank you. Dedicated to service. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. They're also a certified precious metals dealer, American gold eagles, gold and silver bars, and a great selection of platinum on Squalicum Harbor 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107 Bellingham. Follow the bright light, Neater House of Luxury. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Join me
0: weekdays for This Morning, America's First News. Hear the stories you'll be talking about and searching for all day as we go beyond the headlines and above the chatter with your first look at breaking news, money, Washington politics, technology, entertainment, entrepreneurship, and sports. Join us weekdays for This Morning, America's
1: First News. From 3 to 6 a.m. right before the KGMI Morning News with Diana Herald gets a more news morning on KGMI.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464.
1: Thanks for joining us. We do have a few minutes. Take your call, 360-676-5464, whatever's on your mind. And I think it's interesting to talk about what we have been discussing, like if there was no law against murder, would there be more murders? Would people just be out killing people they disagreed with? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But when things were wide open in the wild, wild west, were people just killing people they disagreed with? Or I don't know if there are any statistics on that. But, um, or were people cooperating? And then there's the idea of where, how, I mean, where do laws come from and our reasons to enact laws? I mean, do we need an outside entity to dictate to us what's right and wrong or do we inherently as human beings and social creatures have a have a sense of what's right and wrong i mean there's something's motivated the establishment of laws against murder and i know that and is it simply to control people I know there's a, there are those who say yeah it's just all it you know government just wants to control but if that was and I understand maybe in some areas control behavior uh but be, that would be beyond uh you know stealing or murder but I think just in those basic uh the in those basic issues it just seems that okay we're human beings it we just all accept don't we we sit around in a in a in a group and we say, okay, what's acceptable, what's not? Okay. Well, first up, you can't kill somebody. Okay. I'll go with that. You can't steal from someone. That makes sense. Um, you can't assault someone sexually or otherwise. Okay. All right. We can go along with that. Um, what else? Like <laughs> come around and, I think there's a sense of what what is right and wrong. That, those are my thoughts, anyway. But uh, what are your thoughts? We got uh, folks on the line that have some ideas. Let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce.
5: Uh, hi, Joe. Uh, I wanted to comment on a couple of things. Okay, but one thing: the the station should be urged to give you more than one hour. Okay, I'm usually during your hour either eating or prepping a late lunch and so often have just a myriad of things to comment on, but can't quite get around to it. Okay. And you do have a lot of good topics. But the thing that's a topic here today, murder, I kind of think, or at least I have a theory, the murder rate would go up. Uh, It would be kind of a, uh, a, a cumulative thing, or it might start out. It wouldn't be like if murder was made not against the law, like everybody would start killing each other. But as opposed today, where not only do people know it's morally wrong, but they know there's heavy consequences for murdering someone. Yet, if someone has a family member who has been unjustly, has been killed, cold-blooded murder... And for various the reasons, to build, you know, for the sense of revenge, uh-huh. let's say well, they yeah. slip through the court system, so uh-huh. the family thinks they're wrong, and if there's no penalty for murder, they would be more inclined to go out and get that guy.
1: Well, I, and yeah, maybe the that, tit for tat uh, on you know, kind of yeah, a, revenge.
5: Yeah, the tit for thing okay. I think would build, and of course, I think. Probably has a lot to do with why murder is illegal in the first place, you know, to so, keep people from just, you know, at a whim or a uh, revenge from killing people.
1: Yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, one time I asked a defense lawyer because uh, there had been a killing in our community, and I it was just seemed to be so senseless. And I said, why Why does somebody think that it's going to make their life better to do this to someone else? And and he said you know so many times that they're not thinking they're not making a rational judgment they're acting on emotion or uh, rage or what
5: have you well that, that's, that's very true and the consequences don't stop stop the person really intent on it from doing it but i think the making it non consequential there'd be a certain there'd be numbers added to that pool uh-huh
1: all right Okay, Bruce, thanks for for your thoughts. And and I'll try to, we'll talk about uh, maybe extending the show either earlier or later and uh, make it a little bit longer. Appreciate your thoughts there. Let's go to Jack and Everett. Hi, Jack. Hey, real
2: quick, Uh, Dr. Kim did a study back uh, 30 years ago when I was in college, and it basically said that 92% of the people lie, and it goes on down the line. And at the time, in the early 90s, or late 80s, early 90s, when it was published, it came out and said that uh, 15% of the people said that they would murder if they thought they could get away with it, and if they knew there'd be no no, uh, repercussions, that they could get away with it. Mm. So, And that that, that was just a self-thing, and it's the same for the... Uh, what we call secular people, and, and the church.
1: Wow. Same result. 15%, yes. huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, if, if studies show, I guess uh, there there's at least some evidence that um, maybe we would have more murders if murder was just legal or wasn't illegal. But thanks to everybody. Interesting conversations for sure, and uh, we appreciate you all taking part, and we'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, KGMI Connects.
0: This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790, KGMI Bellingham, KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.